Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 98, the Brian Arakpo of Sodes. Or should I say, the Brian Arakpo of Sodes. Yeah, he's, he sounds like Darth Vader. The deepest 98. voice in Titans history, without question. The uh, he, is a, he was a pro bowler in 2016. A pro bowler in 2016. He started all 61 games. He played it over four seasons with the Titans, and he compiled over 26 sacks. Look, a guy whose voice was so deep, he used to come on Jim Rome's show all the time when I was producing out there. And, like, Rome, like, during commercial breaks would be like, man, that guy's voice is deep. And this is coming from, like, a radio pro, a guy who has heard every voice from here to <laughs> forever in his 30-plus year career. And, and what's... Like, and he would, he, and like in my years spent there, the only voice he ever commented on was Brian Arapo. <laughs> the funniest part about it is now that he's, he's just cranking out cupcakes with Michael Griffin somewhere. That's right. That's right. Now, look, I know there's probably a lot of uh, Gen Z Titans fans out there who are like, why isn't it the Jeffrey Simmons of Sodes? And look. It's a fair because, question. And it is a fair question. But Jeffrey Simmons, look, he's going to get his on Saturday. Okay. All right. Like, look. You got to pay respect to the men who paved the way for the Jeffrey Simmons to put you in the divisional round of the playoffs in 2022, the year of the King. The uh, also could have been the Dave Ball of Sodes or the Antoine Odom of Sodes. Oh, that? we've talked about both of those guys on this podcast before. For sure, yeah, David we, Ball, because when Mike Keith, when David Ball records a sack, Mike Keith should have been saying all this time. Ball sack. Yeah. yeah. In fact, yeah. I, if I remember correctly, Jack, when he was brought up as our Remember the Titan one week, you and I giggled harder than I think we've ever. <laughs> yeah. I that's the that's how I will never forget it. I think we just had too much fun that episode. We, we laughed way too hard for that. But look, Jack and I have one job and one job only this week, and that's to get you hyped for Saturday. Okay. Hope you enjoyed having testicles because your balls are about to be hyped clean off. Okay. And to our lady tuppers out there, look, I've been forgotten about you. In fact, I've actually heard from a lot of you recently. A lot of, we got a lot of female tuppers out there. A lot of lady tups. Yeah. We want to hype your boobs off. Okay. We want to give you a uh, little tighten up pod mastectomy. Okay. If you know what I'm talking about. All right. Look, we are going to get you so hyped for Saturday. You're not even going to know what to do with yourself. Okay. It's kind of a shame this podcast drops on Wednesdays because you still got a couple more days before that ball kicks off. But don't you worry. By the time this podcast is over, you're going to be hyped to the gills. Okay. You're going to have more blood running through you than, uh, than Josh Allen hyped up on Viagra. Okay. So we thought, <laughs> to turn to no better guest for this week than one of the greatest Titans hype men of all time, Mr. Darren Bates. He's going to hop on. He's going to get you hyped. He's going to talk about the art of getting people hyped. And then we're going to join by one of the hypest Titans fans around, Mr. Mitch T. Ferkins. The, the great one. That's right. All right. It, look, if you're looking for a place to get hyped for Saturday, you, this is the place to come. Welcome. 
welcome. All right. Well, let us wrap our arms around you and get you the hype, get you the hell hyped up. No, wait, get you the hype, get you hyped the hell. Up. There we go. There it is. And for those of you who are listening right now, that are saying, who's this Mitch Ferkins character I, I keep hearing about? Oh, you'll know. Oh, you'll, you'll, know. you'll know by the end of this episode know. That's who Mitch right. Ferkins, the great one, King Mitch is. Because King Henry's time. not only making his return, King Mitch is making his return to Nissan that Stadium on Saturday. Poetic, Jack. It is damn poetic. Look, Mitch, uh, last time he came on this podcast, uh, he was hopped up on Bud Light Platinums. Um, he was uh, he, he told us that the Titans were going to run through the Browns' dicks. Mm-hmm. and uh it was Since a lot packing up the cumberland river that's right Look, i don't know what to expect with mitch i honestly i hope he i hope he's got i hope he's just surrounded by bud light platinums again this week mm-hmm. yeah that would be ideal uh king mitch is one of a kind and for those of you who uh, you know who are now getting familiarized there's pictures of king mitch all over the place he's the guy with all the tattoos the titans yep. tattoos yep. he takes his shirt fact, off every game he was the guy who got the AFC champions, AFC South champions tattoo on his arm back in like 2016, 2017, I think. Yeah. 27. It was whatever it was. It was like two years before they actually ever yeah. even won the South. And he just kept updating that tattoo. Look, it was a bad tattoo, but, but uh, it's, it's, you know, he changed it. They finally got their AFC South title. Last yeah, look, season. Look, he's so. a, he's a soothsayer. Okay. Yeah. He's freaking prof prophetic. So, uh, Look, we had to go get Mitch to get you hyped for Saturday, all right? And look, keep getting you hyped for Saturday. Let's talk about the freaking Trenches Gallery. You're going to hear a lot about Christian Fulton this week and a little bit about him on this podcast today. Let's talk about him right now. The Trenches Gallery, located at 906 Buchanan Street in Nashville, it's owned and operated by Christian and his brother Keith. The Fultons own and operate this place. It's super cool. It's an art gallery with the latest fashion trends. They've got a whole lot of shirts, shoes, Pants, hats, paintings, socks, you name it, they've got it at the trenches. They have all the hottest brands in fashion, including Paper Planes, Cashville, Bape, Supreme, Love Sushi. They get all kinds of new stuff shipped in just about weekly. Go over there. They'll have something new for you if you're looking for some stylish clothes to wear to the Titans game on Saturday. They create all sorts of new and cool clothing designs through their one-of-a-kind design lab located in the back of the shop where they get most of their work done in-house. It's the only place like it in Nashville. If you can't stop by in person, shop online where you can check out their impressive inventory at thetrenchesshop.com. You can also find them on Instagram at the Trenches Gallery, where you can view all of their new items so you can get yours before they run out. Go check them out at the Trenches Gallery on Instagram or online at thetrenchesshop.com and make sure to get some shopping in before you go to the Titans game this Saturday. And now let me talk to you about our friends, some friends that you'll find at the Trenches Gallery elite water jack when i think of things that are elite what comes to mind i don't know what like maybe the tennessee titans yeah maybe christian the- fulton comes to mind christian fulton jeffrey maybe simmons jeffrey simmons maybe the tighten up Kevin podcast. tighten up podcast yeah you know a a to z sports uh you know like i'm just thinking of like everything that's that's so uh, elite oh and one more thing this water Elite water, okay? It's based in New Orleans, Louisiana. This is water sourced from the natural springs in Mount Palomar all the way out in California, all right? This is organic water that does not contain all the man-made additives that you'll find in some of these other water brands. Mm. The Elite brand is all about bettering yourself and putting yourself and your body in a position to where you can accomplish anything, like kicking the Bengals' ass on Saturday, okay? Order yours now online at elitewater.co. 
That's elitewater.co or as we said, swing by the trenches to pick up a fresh case. All right, look, I don't want to pay for shipping and handling. Boom, go to the trenches. You can pick some up right there. All right, you can find them on Instagram at elitewater1. All right, so when you're scrolling Instagram and you're going to at tighten up podcast to follow this podcast on Instagram, just go right, just go ahead and go into that search bar one more time and type in Elite Water One and follow them as well. Support them because they support us. All right. Honestly, I don't know what other reason why, like, like, you know, people always say, like, oh, what can we do to help support the podcast? Other than, you know, sharing it with friends and getting people to subscribe, you support it by supporting those who support us. Okay. That's the best way to help us out with this podcast and to grow it into what we are growing it into. That and you guys, the tuppers, okay? Be yourself, be elite, drink elite water. And with that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train are coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm sucking what is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is January Henry 19th, 2021. And people will tell you the first day of winter is December 21st. I'm here to tell you the first day of winter is January 22nd. Or rather... January Henry 22nd, 22 days into the year 2022, 22 years after the Titans last Super Bowl and 22 days until the Titans next Super Bowl. The 22nd element of the periodic table, titanium on and on Saturday, the king will return number 22 in all of his glory. Look, they've been good at, uh, the Titans are playing the Bengals, and they've been good at football for what? Like five days, okay? Their pride and joy quarterback, Joe Cool, has the same nickname as Snoopy, okay? This team has won literally one playoff game in 30 years, and now all of a sudden they think they're the greatest dynasty in football? <laughs> the Steelers from 72 to 79, the Patriots from 2001 to 2018, and the Bengals from last week to this week. Let's <laughs> remind them of something they've clearly forgotten about since last Saturday. Winning playoff games is hard. Very hard, especially when those games are played in Nashville, Tennessee. And when I say let's remind them, I mean let's, as in let us, as in the collective us. Because while we may not be able to run the rock like the king or catch the ball like AJ, we can still do our part by being the loudest venue since freaking Starwood Amphitheater. Rest in peace. (laughs) R.I.P. Okay, and speaking of RIP, everyone in Nashville needs to be waking up on Sunday like they RIP'd their own vocal cords out of their throat. All right, I want them sounding like Ariel and Little Mermaid while she was being courted by Prince Eric. When they talk about giving voice to the voiceless, they better be talking about Titans fans on Sunday. Unless you're a pastor, you don't need your voice on Sunday. So lose it on Saturday, all right? Younger Titans fans might not believe this, but there was a time when that stadium down by the Cumberland River was widely considered the loudest stadium in the NFL. Louder than Arrowhead, louder than Seattle, louder than Antonio Brown leaving a stadium during a game. Okay. If you don't believe me, look it up. The year was 1999. The greatest show on turf came to town on Halloween. 
Kurt Warner and company were hit with false start penalties. That's right. I said penalties as in plural, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five, five false starts in a single game. Why? Because they couldn't hear the snap count. It was like that for the entire season, a season that started with handing an L to the city of Cincinnati in the first game ever in that stadium in Nissan Coliseum, the Titans put the big fat L in Bengal. All right, so on Saturday, let's do it again. Let's make Nissan Stadium, or as I like to call it, Nissan Coliseum, the loudest joint in the NFL. Because if there's one thing the Music City should be good at, it's bringing the noise. It's turning it up to 11. It's waking up the next morning with your ears ringing. Let's make Joe Burrow want to do just that. Burrow, in Mitch T. Firkin's words, into the mud. And if he needs help being nestled into the ground, I'm sure big Jeff Simmons and his friends will gladly help, okay? Titans fans love to complain that no one ever talks about us. Let's give them something where they have no other choice but to talk about us, okay? Because they can't, no, 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 actually, no, no, scratch that. Let's make it to where they're yelling about us because they can't hear themselves talk. Look, the Titans are fortunate they represent a state that's home to the grindhouse out west, the loudest barn in the NHL right off lower broad, and out east, Rocky Top, okay? Three of the loudest joints on God's green earth. Three places that no one wants to play on Saturday. Let's add a fourth back onto that list. But hell, even if you're not going to be a part of the 69,420 people in attendance on Saturday, be loud at the watch party in Lower Broad. Be loud at your local watering hole. Hell, be loud wherever you are. Nashville is known for their parties, and parties are known for being loud. So Nashville, be loud, be proud, and tighten the hell up. Hell yes, Austin. So that's what you were doing at work all day. Yeah, that's pretty much all. That's awesome. Hey, good stuff. You you Unless also my boss is listening. Uh, you you snubbed Vanderbilt Stadium there. I mean, you, you know, I get it. Look, re, you know, prisoner of the moment, recency bias. Everyone has their loud stadiums. No, that's my fault. That's my hand next raise. time you include Vanderbilt Stadium in that that, that hand raise on that the original home to the Tennessee Titans. Silence is violence if you're going into that into Nissan Stadium on Saturday. So if you're going in there, make sure you're you're going in rowdy. Maybe a little no. lubricated if you're drinking beers. If you're into that. And look, real talk, real talk. And I don't know how many of our are listening. I mean, I, ma- I imagine a good chunk of this listening audience is going to be at the game on Saturday. But like, real talk, though, you know, we talk about, oh, get loud, get loud. Like, and look, and Titans fans, and we, we also talk about this. Titans fans love more than anyone to like go negative f- quickly. Like if at the first sight of something going wrong, no, screw that. Like, guys, N- Nissan Stadium has to be freaking like rocking on Saturday. Like it has to be loud. And like, and, and look, I know Nashville is a, there's a, there's a, there's an aura to Nashville. Like it's gotta be cool. You gotta, you gotta be cool, you know, and it's not cool to lose your mind at a football game. No, s- screw that. Okay. Look, the, the uh, chance to play in the first AFC championship game in Nashville is on the line. So go out there and look, and, and and Titans fans, you can make a difference in games like this. Taylor Lewan, didn't Taylor Lewan just tweet about it like like just a day ago or something? Like be loud on Saturday. You're going to hear Darren Bates talk about how, you know, how Titans games are a little different than where he ended up playing this year in Atlanta. But I think Titans fans under the, uh, understand the assignment for this week. It's, it's hard not to, right? 
And you're playing a Bengals team who's getting a lot of love. I mean, if the yeah. Titans, if Titans fans are still looking for that national media validation and, and you know, picks and everything, they probably won't get it against this Bengals team. The Bengals offense for the majority of the regular season has just been a little sexier. They've got three great receivers at Joe sure. Burrow, uh, one of the, the hottest quarterback names in the, in the league has been thrown to all season. They, they've made a hell of a splash, and obviously Zach Taylor, their head coach, it, it's him and Vrabel in the Coach of the Year discussion. There's really nobody else in that conversation. Those are the only two they're talking about. So, Titans fans, you're, you may not get the picks you're looking for this week, but Vegas has you picked. Three-and-a-half-point favorites as we sit right now. This is Tuesday night while we record. That's so, a Randy Bullock field goal. Down in the, down in the desert, the, those, guys, those guys have your back. Um, but yeah, I think Titans fans will get it. I think they'll, they'll go in there pretty rowdy. They, they know what's at stake here. Titans, what, two wins away from the Super Bowl, three wins away from bringing it home. Uh, it, it's hard not to understand the, the, uh, the assignment, but this Bengals team is no slouch and they did, they are coming off a win against the Raiders, but Austin, we discussed on last week's podcast, you know, in order, which teams would you most like to face? The Steelers, oh, man, I thought the Steelers had it after that T.J. Watt scoop and score. I, I mean, I knew they didn't, but I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, like, please don't wake up this sleeping giant. Yeah, and, and the Patriots, they they were up there on our list. They got thrashed by it the makes, Bills. That, that, that Steelers loss makes me even more angry at the freaking Raiders for not just kneeling out the clock and tying that game to allow the Chargers a chance to – because the Chargers – I, they probably wouldn't have beaten the Chiefs, but they would have given them more of a game than yeah, the, the, like the, the big no doubt has to like. They beat the Chiefs in the regular season, so of course it's going to be you know they're, they're going to have a better shot. Big Ben like this season has played like a like a like a dad who like demands to be all time quarterback, even though he doesn't know how to play <laughs> pro football. You know, it's like, do we really have to like let him be the quarterback? And Deontay Johnson just started dropping everything. I mean, Gosh. talk about a guy who everybody wanted to see bounce back this season, who did bounce back for the majority of the season. Late late in the season, drops really kind of wrote his narrative. Um, yeah. But but we move on. We're, yeah. It's Titans Bengals week. The tight or the Bengals somehow moved on, beat the Raiders. A lot of people thought it was a hose job for Las Vegas. I'm not going to go that far. But when you talk about this Bengals team, it's still Titans fans still get PTSD when you say Cincinnati Bengals. And no matter how you say it, and by the way. Of course, it's the Bengals, who me and you fought for an entire episode on how to pronounce their name. Of I course, know. of all the teams that we could have played in the second round, of course, it's well, the you know Bengals. what we'll we'll call them the Tigers this week just to avoid that debate once again. Yeah, obviously, by the way, the, just for the record, it is the Bengals. Okay. Bengals. All right. Anyways, it's not a freaking Microsoft search engine, Jack. Doesn't let me ask you this question because I I think it's a fair one to ask, and I think a lot of Titans fans are worried about it too. Do the Bengals scare you this week? And not just the team that they have this year, but you know, remembering how the Titans played them last year. And I get it. Oh, a lot of those guys who played in that game are not on either team. I mean, Corey Davis led the Titans in receiving that game. Giovanni Bernard led the Bengals in rushing. And guess what? Randy Bullock was kicking for the Bengals. Yeah. So there's been a lot of change on both of those teams. And obviously, the defense uh, last year isn't the same defense that the Titans have this season. But do they scare you at all? I mean, just maybe even a little bit subconsciously. Do the Bengals in that offense scare you? Uh, yes. Like, just between you and me, like, let's turn the microphones off, like, because I don't want Titans fans to hear, you know, <laughs> hear me say this. But, no, yeah, of course they, they, they worry me, you know, because I, I saw what, you know, when the Chiefs, who I, I think, look, I think the Chiefs are 
one of the best teams in the AFC. And look, I say that as a Titans fan, like you have to respect what they have done and how they have kind of found their mojo and they're just clicking on all cylinders. When they went on their run in the middle of the season, the scariest part about them finding their groove wasn't their offense getting back into the, you know, the click of things. It was their defense. Their defense was hunkering down. And even it, even in the, the game against the Titans where they didn't even put up a touchdown, but their defense didn't allow a point in the second half of that Titans game. Like the Titans did not score in the second half. And it was like that for most of the season where in the second half of games, they weren't allowing teams to score until they played the Bengals. And the Bengals just went off. They had their way with them. Freaking uh, 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 Jamar Chase went off. Like, uh, what's that one dude's name for Ohio State? Smith Jacobo? Like, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigba. In Jigba. Dude, I, like, I'm, look, my apologies for butchering that name. But uh, that's, that's what Jamar Chase looked against the Chiefs. Like, not a college. That wasn't Jamar Chase in college putting up over 250 yards receiving. That was Jamar Chase in the pros, in his first year in the pros, putting up those kind of numbers. So, look, can they strike at any moment? Of course. This is, for as good of uh, chemistry as Tannehill has with A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase has that with Joe Burrow because they freaking did it in college. They've been doing this. You, like you, you want to call him a rookie? No, he's not a rookie, dude. He's been with that quarterback for years. So, should we be like, should we like respect our opponent? I guess. Hell yes, we should. Well, at this point in the playoffs, you can't. You if you're overlooking anybody, then I mean, you deserve to lose. Right. Well, and and I always look at it this way too: is when you've got a team like the Bengals, historically bad in the playoffs. Okay. They're, when they play in the playoffs, they haven't won a game since text messages were invented. Okay. They. That is when, when a team like that goes into the playoffs, they feel the energy. They feel the aura of we're ready for the hammer to drop. We're ready for the other, uh, what the other shoe to fall or whatever, the other foot to fall, whatever the saying is like, we're, we're waiting for something bad to happen. Okay. As a Mizzou fan, I get this more than probably a lot of people, Tennessee fans. I know, look, I know Tennessee fans are like, start to feel that way. If you're listening to this podcast, the the likelihood that we've all been hurt is nearly a hundred percent. Our teams have hurt all of us at one point. Right. You just expect for something bad to happen. And I think teams feel that. Okay. So when a team like, like the Bengals, who has that aura around them, like the Browns, like other teams like that, when they go out and they get over that hump, when they when they break that winless streak in the playoffs, you know, like like the Cavaliers when they went out and won an NBA title, it's because you've got young, fresh blood that frankly just doesn't care. And when they're too cool for the moment, when they're too cool for school, well, they're, they're they're too young to realize, really. right? And that's the way Joe, and that's what scares me the most about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, where it's like this team is like their their offense is obviously led by those two guys, but they they just don't care. They don't care about the narratives. They don't care about any of that. And that's what makes them deadly, and that's what makes them dangerous. You're opinion. right. You're right about that. And that does what that is what makes them dangerous because you know hot teams with low expectations ahead of the season. We talk about low expectations. I mean, the Bengals weren't supposed to be here. The Bengals weren't supposed to finish even second in their division, maybe not even third. No, people were predicting them to finish fourth in their division. In fact, people were clowning Jamar Chase for, you know, like, uh, you know, like he was, you know, he he had all these quotes at the beginning of the season. People were like, dude, do something before you talk like that. And then sure enough, what does he do? He goes out and he's probably going to win offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, no doubt. And he deserves it. 1400 yards, 13 touchdowns for Jamar Chase. But Titans fans, we've, we've kind of given you, 
our thoughts on the Bengals and what scares us about the Bengals. And it's really just that passing game, isn't it? Now, uh, for the Bengals, you have to consider they, they you know, playing in that, in that wild card game, it's going to get a guy or two for every team. A guy or two is going to maybe, you know, catch a, a, a nagging injury or maybe it'll force them out for the season. The Bengals are going to be without their best interior pass rusher in Larry Ogunjobi. Seven sacks on the season. That's third on the team for the Bengals. And that's a Bengals defense that ranks fifth in stopping the run this season. So they're going to be without that they're, they're this just huge mammoth of a defensive tackle on the inside. And when do you need your interior D lineman? When you're playing a team like the Titans, when you yeah. have Derrick Henry, who's going to be running through holes, you know, up the middle, uh, and that offensive line, which has done you know a really good job of late the last month or so, they've been playing well. Another thing, Jamar Chase, you mentioned him. How could you? How could you not be worried about that guy? Vrabel yeah. said Vrabel is even like I don't know how to slow him down really. Real quick, before we get into Jamar Chase, because I do want to, I want to talk about him, but I want to, I want to go back to kind of the discussion. Obviously, like they're they're weakened up front, and on a week where Derrick Henry is coming back, Jack, how is there any concern? You asked me, you know, my level of concern with the Bengals. Is there any concern with your with Derrick Henry's return? Because keep in mind, and like Vrabel talked about it today in his press conference on, on Tuesday on the day we we're recording this. He talked about you know how they want to try and get physical with Derek in practice. They want to ramp that up because he hasn't taken a hit since Halloween. Like he hasn't seen live action since Halloween, so they want to try and replicate that as well as they can without doing anything, you know, too bad for him. And yeah. Jack, I, and I, I stress this concern while he was gone, and when we talked about him coming back, I, I stress this concern. I was in the minority of wanting him to be activated against the Texans in that final week of the season for more reasons than one. Um, and I, I, I just think back, like, I, look, you know, there's no one on this planet more hyped for Derek's return than me. I'm probably more hyped for this. Yes, Cork Vats and you, you won the best hype video for Derek Henry's return of the internet. So congratulations to thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank my parents. Uh, I'd like to thank, uh, I'd like to thank the good Lord above. Uh, Your parents listen to this podcast yet, by was, the way? No. I remember, I remember no, that I being an issue. Parents, I ask my parents yeah. that every time I'm around them because they're like, where can we hear you? And I'm like on this podcast. And I, I even went into my dad's phone and subscribed. So he's subscribed to the podcast, but I don't think he, I don't think he listens. Yeah. I don't blame him. And you and know, I don't know. I don't think my dad listens. My mom will listen to a couple every now and then. Right. But that's my just mom probably doesn't just know how to work a listens. phone that doesn't have a rotary dial on it. So either, like, either but, way, but, back to your question. I, I, I'm 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 more hyped for for Derek's return than 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 Derek is. Okay, like I I and I don't even know how that's possible, but it is. I'm also just nervous though because we know that Derek Henry is a guy who gets better with time. He gets better. He gets better from the first or. In the fourth quarter than he was in the first quarter. Yeah, as better the game goes along, he improves. Week 17 than he is in week one. And obviously this year, in week one, he was pretty much non-existent yeah. against the Cardinals. Derrick Henry played eight weeks. And that even that eighth week, he broke his, you know, he, he suffered that Jones fracture in, in the very beginning of the game. So, and he's still ninth in the NFL in rushing yards. Right, I mean, that's right. how valuable he is. Am yes, I nervous that Derrick like Henry's it, coming back? Yeah, it takes, it takes time for him to come back and this is essentially like a new week one for him yeah, so I'll, like is there any concern there i'll put it to you this way i'm nervous for derrick henry's return in the same sense that if i was bob baffert if i had owned a horse if i was one of the one of, one of these horse owners and they had just this horse had just won a triple crown 
Yeah. And, you know, legally it, or illegally, uh, legally, uh, obviously okay. I only deal in legal dealings. So you're not, so, so it's not like Bob Baffert. Well, yeah, Bob Baffert. Well, in the case of steroids, that could be, well, we need another podcast for that and how he juices his horse with steroids. But so if I had a triple crown horse who had sprained his knee or something and, you know, it was coming back for his first race, of course I would watch him with a, you know, a, a careful eye and, be super interested in just about every step he takes, which is the same way I'm going to be with Derrick Henry. Every time he touches the ball, I'm, I'm going to be like, Oh my God, please don't get hurt again. You know, cause right. You, right. you break that bone twice your season, your career is over. Um, so of course I'm going to be nervous, but just because he's so valuable and because the Titans with him are a super bowl caliber team without him, they are not. Um, so Derrick Henry, yes, I'll be nervous for that sense, but I think there's a, a lot to really like because it's not just Larry Ogunjobi who's down. His backup, uh, Tupo, or Tupo, I don't know how you say it, he's dealing with an ACL injury. His backup's Mike Daniels, who's been in the league with the Packers for a handful of years. He got hurt. He's out for the rest of the playoffs. They're really thin on the interior. And their best pass rusher, Trey Hendrickson, 14 sacks, fifth in the NFL this season. He suffered a concussion against the Raiders. So he's still in yeah. concussion protocol. And, you know, he was well, out of practice. He was, I, think, I think he returned to practice today. He was out of practice. Yeah, he, he was he was practicing Tuesday. But still, you know, you got to go through the pro- protocols. And no, I doubt, you know, that's, that's one of those. Like, that's one of those Patrick Mahomes concussion. Exactly. Protocol. And I don't know that you're going to get you such a, a good player in the playoffs like that. You know, they'll find a doctor who will clear him. They're like, can you count to 10? And it doesn't have to be in order. But okay, going going but. back to Jamar Chase and what the Bengals have on offense, I think Christian Fulton, the guy who owns the trenches, Elite Water, he's in Hell all yeah, that stuff. All that's, the good our stuff. that's our guy. That's our. Let's go. Christian Fulton and Jamar Chase's relationship is going to play play a role in this game. Now I know Christian Fulton; he's only twenty three. This is his first year as like the true starter for uh, corner for the Titans, and even in this season, he was been on IR for a little bit, but. I He's going to play hasn't. a huge role. Uh, who hasn't? Yeah, the Titans have dressed 91 guys. Jack spent three weeks on the IR. I spent probably more than three weeks on the IR. I do, it was probably a couple stints. I should be out for the year. But Christian Fulton and Jamar Chase, they went to the same high school. They're very familiar with each other. Archbishop Rummel High School. That's oh. down in Metairie, Louisiana. Now, I don't know where that is. Um, but they went to the same – Archbishop Rummel, not to be confused with Bishop Sycamore. That was a real high school that was actually good at football. Bishop Sycamore was a fake high school yeah, right. who was really bad at football. I'm glad you clarified because, honestly, whenever a bishop is in a high school name, I just, I'm just i very skeptical. It's hard to trust them. And, and that it doesn't stop there. You know, you everyone knows that they played at LSU together on what, what some consider to be the best college football team in the history of college football, that team with Joe Burrow, who led the team to a national title. Um, and then, of course, Ed Orgeron gets fired a couple of years later because, Jesus, I mean, just – ruthless down there all you got to do is behave off the field though coach oh um so i i think christian fulton and you know what the titans do is they don't really let him travel they don't let him shadow receivers and follow them across the field like they do like the rams do with Jalen ramsey and, and you know you know other teams do with you know like the saints do with marshawn Lattimore, and the list goes on with elite corners who get to roam the field and pick their matchups they, the titans don't do that a whole lot with christian fulton but i do believe that fulton will have a, you know his his experience guarding Jamar Chase in practice at LSU, in practice in high school. He's going to tell that DB room what he does well, what to look out for, what to not get fooled on. I think that's a huge edge for the Titans in the secondary. And and what I think a lot of people are circling as 
the most important position battle, the Titans DBs versus the, the Bengals receivers. And we got to remember, it's not just Jamar Chase. It's not just Jamar Chase who put up 1,400 yards and 13 touchdowns in his rookie season. They have another 1,000-yard receiver in Tyler or, uh, T. Higgins. Yeah. And Tyler Boyd, who caught for over 800 yards this year, he's got two seasons above 1,000 as well in the NFL. Right. So right. they've got a lot of weapons on offense, and it's not just going to be Fulton and Chase that, that are going to be important here. Janoris Jenkins has to do his job. Uh, against Tyler Boyd, Elijah Molden has to do his job on the inside. Um, I, I think the important thing against an offense like this is is the bend don't break mentality, which the Titans are usually pretty good at. Titans will give up good chunks of yards. They'll give up a handful. They'll give up long drives, just as long as you keep those 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 drives stalling for either three points or no points. That's how you win this game. And that's how the Raiders almost won last week. The Bengals had to kick four field goals. Right. If, if the Titans do that and the Titans are a lot stronger on defense in every area than the Raiders, they've got a better pass rush. And by the way, Joe Burrow is going to be behind the worst offensive line in football. It's an offensive line. It's a, you remember pre-draft this year. The Bengals were getting a lot of crap for not taking Panay Sewell. Yeah. And obviously they go out and get the offensive rookie of the year, which isn't too shabby. Right. Yeah, but Joe Burrow is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. He doesn't have a lot of protection. Obviously, we know what happened last year. He tore his ACL. Um, it, it's a suspect offensive line, and the Titans can take advantage of, of that with a pass rush, make him get it out early. I, I'm not scared. I asked you if you were scared of the Bengals' offense. I'm not scared, but I respect what they can do. I, I yeah. see what they can do. I, it's an offense you have to respect at the bare minimum. Right. And I think, and I think that's the that's the approach. That's the way Titans fans should should approach this game. Is look, don't be scared because I look. I of all of the teams left on both sides, NFC and AFC, that of the seven other teams left that are fighting for the Lombardi Trophy, I think the Titans. Can, well, I know the Titans can run with any of them. Can they beat them? Well, I mean, we're going to find out. We're going to find out come Saturday. I I think yeah, I think they can. Will they? Let's. That's that's why the games are played. And look, anything anything can happen, you know. And a lot of times, people like to say, "Oh, well, the Bengals have, you know, the fifth best rushing defense, or you know, the well, Titans." Have they're the, down a guy or two. Well, know? right, right. But like when it comes to those, like when it comes to all of the track record and all of the 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 rankings. Oh, you know, the Bengals' pass offense is, you know, third in the league. That's. All of that, I think Titans fans know better than most fan bases. All of that gets thrown out the window come Saturday because oh, yeah. last the Titans, year, the Titans threw rankings and stats and all that bullshit year, out the window a long time ago. Right. Well, right, right. But last year, the Titans go into their super wild card round game against the Ravens with the number three offense in, in the sport and the, one of the worst defenses in the sport. They hold Lamar Jackson to only 20 touchdowns and really only two big runs by Lamar Jackson in that game. 20 touchdowns. Or, sorry, 20, 20 points. I was going to say 20 touchdowns. Is yeah, not no, a sorry. good job by the defense. They were the worst. But yes, defense. 20 points. They did a great job on Lamar. <laughs> they were historically bad defense, and they only held them to 20, 20 touchdowns, so it's pretty good. Uh, no, yeah, only 20 points. And so they the defense showed up, a defense that we were, like, it was historically bad. And then the offense, for whatever reason, yeah. was non-existent. They only put up 13 points. So it's all of that gets thrown out the window. All when it comes to these playoff games, you know, they say any given Sunday, it's it's even more true in the playoffs. Anything can happen. And my gosh, damn it. Look, if we just we just got to do our part and be loud as yeah. hell. Make that environment hostile. Make it like a damn college football. There's no reason why 
Preds games, and look, shout out, I love the apps. I love the Preds, but there's no reason why Preds games should be more known for being loud, hostile environments than freaking Titans games. Well, it is indoors. So that, no. that yeah, no, you know what I'm no, saying. No, but I know I get your point. You know what I'm <laughs> saying. All right. Damn it, Jack. <laughs> hey, you, you know what a plus will be that the Titans didn't have last time around when they played the Bengals? Jonathan Joseph won't be your starting quarterback. Do you remember John Joe? Oh, I remember John Joe. Yeah, John yeah, Joe loved, had 10 tackles. John Joe until we didn't. <laughs> 10 tackles in that 30 to 31 to 20 loss that the Titans suffered to the Bengals. Yeah, so his wife went to Hillsborough High School. Shout out. Yeah, we did we did some research on John Joe because we were we were pleased with John Joe initially. We were trying to recruit him to recruit Jadavian Clowney. And, and man, it, yeah, and it that, worked. Man, were we dumb and stupid? Yeah, what a, what sabotage. We should be, I mean, that is treason. Are we to blame for last year's Titans team? But going back to the game. What the Bengals can do and what they've done all season is take the tops off of defenses. Kevin Byard, all pro, first team all pro safety Kevin Byard, yeah. is solely responsible for keeping the top on the Titans defense and, and limiting big plays. You mentioned the two big plays the Ravens had against the Titans in the playoffs last season that, that you know led to the Titans' demise. Kevin Byard keeps that top on it. And it's not just Kevin Byard. It's, it's, you know, it's going to be that whole DB room and Amani Hooker as well. Uh, if he can keep that top on and keep Jamar Chase in front of him, not behind him, the Titans have no reason to lose this game. The Titans are better; they're a more well, more well-rounded team than the Bengals. They've got a better offensive line. They've got really, uh, I mean, you could argue that their top three weapons on offense are better than the Bengals. I get it. Joe Mixon's had a good year, but I mean, Derrick Henry has the edge there. AJ Brown and Julio Jones, if they're healthy, which they both are, they should be able to do just fine against the Bengals secondary. The Titans have no reason to lose this game. If the Titans do lose this game, it will be because of one thing and one thing only, turnovers. Ryan Tannehill has got to keep the ball you know, in, in on the Titans' side here. He can't throw any picks, no sack fumbles, none of that, can't hold it too long. In all of the Titans' losses this year, that is the one thing that has plagued them. Turnovers has been the issue. If, if the Titans win this game, which I think they will, they got to be clean on offense. No mistakes, no turnovers, and the defense – Get to Burrow. Take it away once. Just If you give the Titans one extra possession, that'll go a long way. And uh, the biggest thing, what the Titans have really sucked at all season long, get on the board early. you got to score early. Yes, make, set the tone. Make Joe Burrow come play from behind in the playoffs. That's added pressure on the road. You mentioned it's the Bengals' first playoff win in 31 seasons. Yeah. Guess how many they've won on the road in the playoffs? Uh, How many? They've never won on the road in the playoffs in the franchise's history. Oh oh 53 seasons the Bengals have gone without a road playoff win. Don't let them make history this weekend. I don't think the Titans will Jack, just play clean on offense. Jack, was Saturday the first Bengals win you've seen in your lifetime? In the playoffs? In the playoffs? Well, yeah, of course. I'm not 31. I'm 25. About to be 26. Damn, dude. Damn. 31 Damn. seasons. I mean, that's a long-ass time. long-ass time, dude. But, but you know who – older than you what do you say our text message is older than you no austin don't be silly well maybe. wait maybe they could be i think they i think they are because if you, you 96 were, oh gosh yeah oh my gosh dude you're not even old enough to know the atlanta olympic games dude twa flight yeah. 900 went down in the atlantic ocean that summer you probably don't even remember that look we can name all of the terrible things that happened the year i was born but at the end of the day <laughs> the Bengals. The Bengals aren't used to being in this spot. They really aren't. But they may just be dumb enough that it doesn't matter, or young and dumb enough that it doesn't matter. 
I think and the movie Twister came out the year you were born. I've seen Twister, by the way. Have you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's What's a good it movie. Well, it's Tornado Chasers. Okay. All right. All right. You ah, you tried to catch me sleeping. I did. Look, well, I, 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 because I've caught you sleeping on this. It's podcast. the playoffs. I'm here. I'm here to go. I'm ready to ready. go. Off. Look, you guys. Can't catch look, me hey, look if that doesn't get you hype, I don't know what will. The fact that Jack is watching movies now. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Look. Ty, hey, look, Jack's doing his film study. Let's go. Let's go. Look, I came prepared. Like the Titans have to come prepared. Like I think they will. A well-rested team is a dangerous team in the playoffs. The Titans have no reason to lose this game. And they have a little added pressure just because of that. But I, I still think that the Titans have a real chip on their shoulder. A lot of people counted them out earlier in the season. Watch that Cork to Bats hype video. You'll see how many people counted them out. That's Ruled true. them dead. They're still here. They're still alive. And guess what? They're healthier than ever. I just, I, I really do have a hard time believing that the Bengals, you know, and look, good for the Bengals. They broke that streak, a streak that is, you know, long overdue to have been broken. They've had a successful season. I think they'll be able to go home, feel happy about themselves after getting the shit kicked out of them by 20 in Nissan Stadium on Saturday. That's just how I feel about it. Damn. 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 Okay. All right. Well, look, whew, man, I am, I need to, I need to take, I need to like sit down, take a breather. Let's, you know what? Let's do this. Let's, this is as sweaty as I've been for an episode in quite a while. Okay. I want to just clip that quote and <laughs> use that to sell this podcast. This is as sweaty as Jack has been for a episode ever. Like that that's should, when you know you should click on this podcast to listen. That to. should be the clip that we use to promote this week's sode. All right, the hype sode, okay? And let's get to one of the hypest men that the Tennessee Titans know, Mr. Darren Bates. But before we do, let's first get a word from the hypest sponsor, DraftKings. DraftKings. Guys, four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championships with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Maybe you want to take A.J. Brown receiving yards, parlay that with Derrick Henry rushing yards. You'll win more money by parlaying them both together. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A to Z Sports and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 to win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code A to Z Sports for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus, Tennessee only. Gambling problems? 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Guys, he's back. He's back. One of our favorite uncles of our family tree. Let me run down this dude's resume. 2011 national champion. 
2010 SEC champion. He's a linebacker currently for the Atlanta Falcons, but you know him formerly as a special teams captain for your Tennessee Titans. You can find him on Twitter at DB underscore five Trey. He's also got a new podcast, uh, Raw Room. Ever heard of it? Uh, available wherever podcasts are found. And you guys should follow them on the socials because they do a kick-ass job on there as well. And on a week as big as this one, we had to turn to the biggest hype man the Titans have known since T-Rack. The greatest linebacker hype man <laughs> since Terry Tate. He may be a fucking <laughs> right now, but he's a Titan forever he is darren weston bates darren how are you dude oh he dropped a middle name <laughs> hey look i i used to work for jim rome and uh he always says look if you drop the full government that means they've either done something incredibly stupid or incredibly great and you my sir are the my friend are the latter of that bunch so <laughs> welcome back onto the tighten up podcast my man hey thank y'all for having me man appreciate y'all Hey, so we're obviously all trying to get to Saturday. We talked about this before we got on. Uh, Titans hosting a playoff game against the Bengals this weekend. You're going to be out there, aren't you? We saw Ryan I'm, Fitzpatrick. I'm Ryan Fitzpatrick was in the stands when yeah. the Bills were playing in the playoffs yeah. this weekend. Yeah, so, are you going to be the Fitzpatrick for the Titans fan base? Like, like obviously, yeah, like Ryan Fitzpatrick plays quarterback for Washington, but he was down there amongst the Bills Mafia getting hype as hell. That, that will be me. Okay. That will right. be me. I, I, might, I might pull up with a poster with my face on it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. One of those, like, one of those fat heads. Just hold it up in the stand. Yeah. And people will be like, is with that a, a big easy on it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, so not only are you going to be in the house, but uh, Raw Room, your podcast, I know it's I know it's near and dear to you. Uh, you guys are doing a tailgate, aren't you, for Titans fans? Where can they find you guys? You want okay, y'all guys, excuse the little. Hey, no, it's we're good. Yeah, we're doing a tailgate. Hell yeah, <laughs> doing a tailgate. Asheville Hot Kitchen part. Yeah. Look, my man, my man's parenting and podcasting all at the same time. Like, no, he's a man of many talents. Respect, man. Like, you, I, you'll, you'll, feel, you'll wonder where their mother is, you know, since we all live in the same house. But hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the Robert, so you guys are going to have some hot chicken out there, fast nasties, DJing. Um, don't the location is, is say it one more time, Nashville Hot it's, Kitchen. It's hot, it's Nashville Hot Kitchen. I'm not sure the, uh, where that is never been before but i can read you off the address which is 110 interstate drive nashville tennessee Perfect. so anybody you know what i'm saying wanting to pull up get the big vibes uh, i might put kick a kick uh, uh giveaway off tonight like you know give some away um at the tailgate just so you know get people interested in pulling up you know absolutely partying with us so if you're going to that Titans game this week and y'all got to go to Raw Raw Room's tailgate out there, that's going to be a blast. I know if you're there, there's probably going to be a loud boombox, probably a little oversized boombox out there you may put on your shoulder. Oh, yeah, we come. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. We're going. Matter of fact, it's going to be enough speakers for the entire parking lot. <laughs> Darren, do you, do you kind of feel like you were at the forefront of bringing back the oversized boombox? Because I feel like since the late oh, 90s, it was like like yeah. like stocks were plummeting in the big boombox industry, you know, like companies going out of business left and right. And then all of a sudden you pop pop back into the Titans locker room with an oversized ghetto blaster just rocking. <laughs> and 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 then I'll, like 
now all of a sudden you see them everywhere. The the 49ers just walked out of the that's, walked out of the tunnel blasting one. That's what I, I that's what we did that. I don't know, maybe it was 2017, I think it was 2018. We did it already. I remember people you know hit me on Twitter say, like, Oh, y'all should do that. We did it. We did it years ago. Uh it's been a thing. Uh, so I mean, I don't hate, I love to see it. Love to see people get hype, you know, let them get hype. Like it's like me jumping over and blocking the the field goal. Everybody gonna say, "Oh, Cam Chancellor," but we all know who really started that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Really That's right. One. You know, it's like that. It's like yeah. That. So if the Titans are walking out this weekend, what song should they play? If if you've got the off, what oh, song are the Titans walking out to? Oh, me, I'm, I'm playing. You gonna play like? So it's gonna be probably like two to three songs. We're gonna play Nardo Wick. Okay. Uh, we're gonna play. Um, that, is that who wants smoke? Yes, sir. Okay. We're gonna play uh Super Gremlin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and probably got gonna put that, that new gun on that push and pee. Okay. Okay. It's all three. And hey, we saw um it's gone from east coast to west coast because the Niners walked out to Super Gremlin last week. Debo Samuel and yeah. Williams leading the way. We wish we had Darren Bates yep. in front of that line leading the Titans out. Oh, but hey, man. You, me, I can see it. Me, Big Jeff, you know, <laughs> with, with King Henry right next to you know, say having my two bodyguards next to me, I'd be good. Oh my gosh, DB, oh, you just man. wrapped up year nine in the league, man. You you were in, you, yes, you were with the Atlanta Falcons this year. It's 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 crazy because Arthur Smith obviously takes that head coaching job. He brings Dean mm-hmm. Pease back onto his staff as DC, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, Darren Bates winds up on the Falcons roster. <laughs> how was how this season in Atlanta, in Atlanta for you? Can you can you sum it up at all in, in just you know a couple sentences? Uh, it was different. It was an experience for sure. Uh, came in, uh, played my off rip, then you know, then sitting you know practice squad for a while. You know, came in off rip playing, then got hurt, went to injury reserve, which I've never been on IR before, so that was different for me. It was like. It was hard just because I already missed what six games, you know, coming in late. So then getting there, then going on IR, finally getting back to you know playing, feel like I'm playing football and all that stuff, and then get hurt. So that was different going to IR and then trying to find a different way to to feel like I'm still a part of the team. You know what I'm saying? Like being at practice, doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, rehabbing every single day just to get back and feel like I can be a part of the team. So. That and then just being in the different atmosphere as far as stadium, uh, they have some you know Falcon fans, but obviously it's nothing like what Tennessee has built over the years. You know, what I'm saying packing the stadium out, you know, being loud, being you know, uh, getting love around the city. You know, you you might tell you tell somebody you play for the Falcons out in Atlanta, they might ask you to pay them or something. You know, <laughs> just to come to the game. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? So it was different, man. It was different. Does what? it feel like the Falcons are like maybe like the Titans were at maybe four? Because you were you were with the Titans when 2017 you came was your yeah, first 2017, year. Yeah, 2017, my first year. Yeah, yeah. Does it feel I would, similar to nah, that? I wouldn't say that. I I say it's more similar to to the Rams. Well, you mean as far as like the organization? Just like, just like where they're at as a franchise? Because yeah. I feel like the Falcons are kind of like at the at the bottom of their bell curve when it comes to I, yeah I, I could say somewhat of a 2017 but i mean we barely got to the playoff 2017 um so i i could say yeah you know what i'm saying we probably well we had seven wins so yeah it's about the same you know uh but this i kind of look at this different though this is this time around in my career because in the st louis round hell we will win five or six seven games mm-hmm. 
wasn't even thinking about the playoffs. And now, you know, with the Falcons, we went, you know, you had six and whatever, and you like, oh, we still got a chance. And it's different when you're around guys maybe not have experienced that before, like what experience, what you need to do the last six, seven games. Like, all right, this is what we got to bunk down and do this. I will say that's what I, I know for a fact that it was built over in Tennessee. Like regardless of, you know, who you play what week and what your record is, you know, it, you still got to, you got to come out there and win. You know what I'm saying? Like what, 28, 19, but we were two and five, we played Kansas City. Came back, beat them. Now we went on the tear, ended up going to the AFC Championship. So it's like you get to, you have those those experiences, then you know how to carry on, for, you know, as an organization, and just keep going as years pass. And I feel like that's gonna happen for for the Falcons because it's you know, uh, Dean Dean Pease and, and Arthur Smith. That's what yeah. they they teaching them guys in that building. Like they don't they don't always say like, well, in Tennessee we did this. They don't say that. But they, you, I can tell, and I know from the stories they tell about what they're trying to get across to them. It's like, yeah, I remember that. Oh, it was in 2018. So you know, yeah, like right, it'd be right. stuff like that. Right. And so you try to tell the guys, like, hey, y'all, y'all might want to listen. Like, hey, he for real. I know it sounds crazy, but it, trust me, it works. You know, and so. the last time we had you on, you had been. I believe just released by the Texans. That was when Bill O'Brien was the head coach, and we talked about what it was mm. like there. You said, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no culture, like it good or bad. There just wasn't anything. Um, yeah, yeah. And and obviously, you had a good year in Atlanta. Uh, Arthur Smith's got that team. Looks like on the on the upward tick. Like you mentioned, you're confident in it. So, do you have any plans for year ten? Is is Atlanta the move again? Man, I would love to be back with the Falcons. Absolutely. Uh, Continually learning on the on the Dean Pease is really I want to be around him and you know yeah. of course being around Art you know my guy Chandler and all them but getting to learn around Dean Pease his son Matt like I really learned and Frank Bush I learned a lot from those guys like every single day and especially when I you know I told them that one day I would start coaching after I retire and like that kind of set them off and just start teaching me just all type of different stuff and. I really want to be able to uh, finish my career around guys like that, you know, guys that I, that know me, I know them, and know what um, I'm trying to work towards as as my career comes to an end. And just being around familiarity, you know what I'm saying? Because I had a workout in Seattle right before I went to Atlanta, and it's just weird going places that people, like, they really don't know you. Like, they know of you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, especially team coach, he knew of me. He could he was telling me, oh, in 2016 and this and the 20, right? He knew of them, but they don't really know you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's different when I walked to the Falcons. There was guys from St. St. Louis Rams days that I knew. It was, you know, people from from the Titans. It was just, you know, just a whole bunch of familiarity from the top of the building all the way to, like, equipment and training room. When you walk into Seattle's locker room, they're like, what the hell is this guy doing with a boombox? And now you're in Atlanta where people know you. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like, turn that thing up. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and got the speakers in the ceilings at the in the locker room. I was like, what? Oh, I love that. So, yeah. Darren, like we've been, Jack and I have kind of been pegging this this episode of our uh, of our podcast is like, like we're, we we want to do our job of getting Titans fans even more hyped than they already are for for Saturday, which is one of the reasons why we asked you to be on this episode because when it came to when it came to you being on the Titans, like. You know, like just your the the level of energy that you brought to those sidelines. So, like on every, I because I, I I can't think of a Derrick Henry highlight where you're not in the background, <laughs> like on on the sidelines getting everyone hyped. Yeah. And I feel like 
like one, I got, I want to ask you, like, is that just, obviously that's like just who you are. Like, that's a thing, but like, do you like instinctively do that? Like you, like, are you trying to get your, your teammates whenever you're on the field, whenever you're on side, well, not on the field, but on the sideline during a game, when you're not, you know, when you can't be physically out there making a difference, are you trying to make a difference on the sidelines? Within- Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause I, I think I realized this probably like my first couple of years in the league. Uh, I say when Trey Mason got into the league, because that's when I really was watching him. Cause it's like, you know, I'm watching another teammate from Auburn playing. Right. So I started watching him and like, like, hey, he, you know, he had a thousand yards that year. And then you start watching sidelines on the NFL, especially you watching on film. Like, you don't see no excitement, like, tearing your other teammates on. So I kind of took that. I kind of took that and just, just start cheering guys on, just take it on. And then uh, I remember a couple of times, like, with Brable, he'll just walk by me and be like, hey, get him going. You know, yeah. and that's yeah. like, okay. So, you know what I'm saying? That kind of juiced me up. And then it started making me do more and then more. And then it just keeps going. And then, you know, get to, to the Falcons, and then that's all I hear is about. Oh man, I heard you like this on the game. And then you know, come game day, and it's like it's nothing I think about. Oh, I gotta be this way. It just happens, you know. What I'm saying like watching playing football in the NFL, like you right, already right. like who's not happy to do that? <laughs> yeah. Like come on, you know what I'm saying? So it's like that's already half of the, of it right there. So then I you know I, I'm seeing my teammates, guys I'm with every day, or stuff I see people say about guys. You know that, that motivates me to motivate them. You know what I'm saying? Just be excited and happy for them. I watch the work that these guys put in, you know what I'm saying, coming back from injury or all it's just a whole bunch of stuff that I just respect have respect for them. And it makes like I just have to show it to them. And that's the way I reciprocate it. Yeah, I feel like that's a I feel like like I'm 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 a big I'm a big proponent of like just body language as a whole. Like yeah, you know, that that I think plays so much into like the psychology of football. To where like if mm-hmm. your opponent sees you bent over or or just down or like just you know yeah just like not feeling it then like they're gonna they're gonna breathe they're, they're gonna play into that but then mm-hmm. if they if they look over and they see a darren bates like in the towel getting a sideline hype yeah. and everyone's jumping it and, and getting loud and getting rowdy then it's like that 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 can be just as intimidating as you know seeing Derrick Henry bust through like a you know a ten foot hole, Absolutely. and that and that's what I love about like some of the stuff I know I see like Taylor would do on like one of those long drives and he just he know he tired the whole old line the whole team is tired everybody's tired but you'll see him just yelling just yeah. doing the most it's like yeah because they, <laughs> they they might not they don't know if you tired or not you know but they see if you yelling they're like well I guess he's not tired but you know. <laughs> It's just a motivation. It's just a different type of, of energy you come with when you when you like that. You're not. Uh, you're you're pretty familiar with this Bengals team. The Titans are about to face. Uh, obviously, that dreadful day a couple seasons ago, where they they caught the Titans sleeping hey, and a little bit. Still didn't call that penalty on on Hump when he got targeted. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. Cool. Right. So that was crazy. Do you remember anything about that game plan and, and kind of what you guys were trying to do to Burrow to make him uncomfortable back there that they might throw his way this week? What do you remember in, in just that week of preparation, how you guys were trying to prepare for the Bengals? Uh, I remember it was more – I feel like it was more about their – to us, I feel like, you know, it's a rookie quarterback. You know, he's still a rookie regardless if he was number one overall. Regardless, you still like, hey, it's a rookie quarterback. So, you know, you want to make it make it hard for him, make him throw us the ball, you know, disguises and all that. But I know for sure the, the more part of their center forward was their receiving core. You know what I'm saying? They had tight ends, they had receivers that he could he could actually get the ball to before they had Chase. You know, Higgins is out there doing his thing before that. Uh, 
CJ was actually, I think he was hurt last year this time we played him. But either way, like you, you we we were expecting them to throw the ball around like they've been doing because he that's what he does. So I'm pretty sure the same thing this game playing this week. You know, limited in the in the passing game, you know, especially stopping the run. That's every week, any game you play, you stop the run. But <clears throat> for sure you can't no no explosive plays, which I will say Atlanta Falcons. I know we ain't got nothing to do with this, but Atlanta Falcons gave up zero. How I don't know, zero explosive <laughs> plays. Congrats really? to us. Out, zero, zero. It's the Darren man. Bates effect. Yeah. Hey, something. It must be something. But yeah, eliminate explosive plays for sure. So is that when you look at this Titans defense this year, obviously there's a lot of guys that weren't there last year. Is, is yeah. there a weakness that the Bengals might have that you think the Titans defense added in the offseason, maybe in the secondary up front, that, that you believe the Titans have a true advantage in on Saturday? Uh it's playoff football. I don't feel like nobody really has an advantage. Yeah, we saw uh, what the Rams did to Car- the Cardinals oh, last man. night. So, yeah, I mean, it's, regardless, it, there's no advantage. Hell, they had a, a safety that haven't played in 700 days. I think. Yeah, Weddle. Like, you would expect them to go throw at him every single time he's on the field. But you know, I'm not the coach, <laughs> so I just feel like there's no, no clear like clear advantage when it comes to playoff football, regardless of the injuries or. Just yeah, X's and O's. Yeah. Now the uh, now Darren, I gotta ask you if as a uh, if you were a Titan, or uh, or even just like like yeah, like if, if you're just in the NFL or even just a Titan fan, which we know you are, are like would what would you say like as an NFL player? What if you had the ability to grab a microphone and the way you get the high, you, you know, you get the sideline, you get your teammates hype up, whether it be in the locker room or on the sideline. Like, what would you say to your to Titans fans to get them hyped, to get them loud for uh, Saturday's game? Like a game that where a playoff, divisional round of the playoffs, you you win, you're hosting the first ever AFC championship game in Nashville ever. What would you say? Give the Titans fans a message, DB. Oh man, that's hard to do because first thing first, I tell you, and I've did this for a long time. I've never given NFL players speeches. That's one thing I don't do because who needs a speech to play NFL football? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Right. So this is what I do. I just always play, and I see pure, one of my songs will be pure cocaine. I'll play this song. It'll be quiet as shit. <laughs> I'm talking about quiet. Right before we go out, Miss Amy is literally standing right next to my locker, and I just play this song by Yo Gotti called Pure Cocaine, and everybody just like, oh, it's game time. <laughs> it literally has nothing to do with, with football. It's just a, a ridiculous song to be playing at the quietest time. And everybody just get lit. And it'll just be me in the middle singing all the words while everybody watching. And Miss Amy is right there nodding her head. And that, we'll be ready to play football. So whatever you got to do, go put on some pure cocaine. Imagine Miss Amy is standing right next to you. And you try to mouth all the words. I, uh, I believe iTunes, you can read off the, the lyrics as they play. So, I mean, that would be my best bet for okay. you. Too. All right. All right. All right. All right. It's, no, it's I, NFL playoff week. I like that because that's something that – that's like homework. That's homework for Titans fans. Like you can – On the way to go. the game, in the parking right. lot, put on some Yo Gotti Look, pure cocaine. Darren, Darren can't make it to Yo each Gotti and every houses to hype you up individually. But what he can do is send you to go listen to that song, and that, that song will do his job exactly. for him. All right, Darren, yeah. one one last question. I'll let you get back to your family. Oh, there guys. we go. You guys Wait, are probably getting ready for dinner here soon. Um, no, we'll get out of here. 
So you played for a lot of coaches, and um, you've seen a lot of things in the NFL, I'm sure. And this is predating your time in the league, college, whatever it may be. One of the wildest stories this season, Urban Meyer in Jacksonville got canned pretty much for not only just losing, but while he was losing, being an asshole to his players. Yeah. He, he kicked yeah. Josh yeah. Lambeau's foot, the kicker, in pregame. Yeah. If, if any coach would ever come up, kick your foot, and tell you to kind of kind of get it together, how are you responding pregame to that? I mean, okay, now, I had this discussion, I won't say in the locker room, uh, like, and I, we, somebody had used, like, Mike Bray, we're like, what if Bray came over and did that? I was like, okay, that's different. For me, that's different, because me and Bray have wrestled with each other before, like, mm-hmm. real life, like, wrestling on the ground, fighting each other. So, I was like, if he did it, I wouldn't look at, I would probably start immediately wrestling and fighting with him, even if it was straight. We just did it in, in the middle of practice, we've done it before. So, <laughs> if, if it was Bill O'Brien, I probably would try to break it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it would just all depend on the coaching for me, you know. It, you know, it, oh, I just know. It just, you know, Art wouldn't do nothing like that, you know, because Art, he, that's not his character. You know, he won't be back to you. And he'll crack a joke and not smile at you type of thing, hit you like that. Would would Art yeah. uh, would Art go to his own bar and grill and grind up on some young college go ahead like uh, Urban Meyer? Did? Definitely not. Okay, right. that's definitely what he did. And I want to say he stuck his thumb in the butt, but. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you break down that video as as, as much as you can. That's some uh, NFL Terry Mc, oh, who's it Terry McCall. You bring him in to to to, to evaluate a play, go off replay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You don't, you don't want to get too in-depth on that Urban Meyer video, though. Yeah, no, you learn oh, about yeah, No, you can't. You... Oh, yeah. It's can't get too deep. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, he is Darren Weston Bates. Guys, give him a follow on Twitter, at DB underscore 5 Trey. Check out the uh, Raw Room tailgate this Saturday. You want to get hype? This you Saturday. You want to get hype with Darren Bates? You got to do that, all right? Look, he is, he is the Tennessee right. Titans' Ryan Fitzpatrick, all right? He's going to get you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I ain't going to be under no heater. See, when Ryan Fitzpatrick was sitting at in Buffalo, they got these certain amount of seats that all be under heaters. That's why I read, uh-uh, I'm out there. Yeah, no, right. Out there. Shirt off and everything? Cold. I don't know about all that. but <laughs> See how that tailgate goes before the game, maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I got to get a little warm. And yeah, see how Lucy gets there first. Yeah. Uh, guys, check out his podcast, The Raw Room, available wherever podcasts are found. And uh, follow them on all the socials, too, because they do great work. Uh, fast yeah, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Yeah. Absolutely, Darren. Dude, Darren, Love thank you so you. much for the time, man. Look, we couldn't think of anyone better to get us hype for Saturday. So thanks for hopping yeah, on. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all, boy. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. The conference championships are finally upon us, and believe me when I say you'll be hard-pressed to find a better place to take in on all of the action than the Ridge. The Ridge, located in Sylvan Park, has all of the above. They've got barbecue. They've got catfish. They've got bologna snacker plates. They offer a mouth-watering menu chock full of unique food combinations that will will leave you feeling satisfied. Uh, It's a great place to watch a game. Nothing goes with football like the Ridge's game day wings. You can wash them down at their upstairs attic bar with a couple of cold ones. The best part is if you tell them that A to Z Sports sent you, you'll receive a 10% discount on your order. Yes, you heard that right. Download the Ridge app to access their curbside contactless delivery to safely enjoy Nashville's best food. Head to the Ridge this weekend if you want to get out of the house and watch some of the Titans playoff action, or maybe you want to go out on Sunday and watch some of those games. 
But don't wait till the weekend to get to the Ridge. Take advantage of their all-you-can-eat catfish deal every Friday night from 5 till close. All-you-can-eat catfish from 5 till close on Friday? Sign me up. When you go, because I know you will, don't forget to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And now let's get the big street burgers. The uh, Titans super fan, the guy, look, we're calling this the hype sode because, and, and so we're bringing on Darren Bates to get you hype. And of course we got to go on and bring on the number one Titans super fan, Mitchell T. Ferkins. Dude, Mitch, how are you, man? The great one. I'm doing great. Are you ready for Saturday? I'm more than ready for Saturday. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Jack, I don't think he's ready for Saturday. Mitch, are, Mitch, are you going to be going to the game? Yes, I am. Yep. Hell yeah. We're going down tomorrow night. Okay. So weekend Nashville. Uh you now I, I you sent me a picture of yourself and it looked like at a Bengals game in, in a, co- a couple years ago. What do you remember about the Bengals fans, Mitch? Well, I remember they're a bunch of losers. Mm-hmm. That's the game I got kicked out of. You got kicked out that game. I kicked out. Yeah. Wait. All right, hold on, Mitch. You gotta tell us this story now. It's kind of short, but actually the guy's <laughs> wife. He got me kicked out. It wouldn't hurt. Oh. She started jumping up, and I decided I'll go get up and do my Triple H thing. Oh, yeah. Shirt off. Oh, yeah. Suck it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. As you and should. I got down there, and she poured a 20-ounce bottle of water over the top of my head. Oh. She no. drowned at me in water. Mm. And everything calmed down, and I went back and sat down. And I decided I was going to go down and get me another beer. Well, when I got down there, I was surrounded by security. No. They would not sell me another beer. And I asked them why they would not sell me another beer. They said, well, you've had too much time. Oh, who are they to say? Who are they to say where where Mitch T. Perkins' limit is? Exactly. Then they told me to go back up there and sit down and not start no more trouble. Actually, I wouldn't start in no trouble. The Bengals fans were starting to trouble with me. Then Hmm. I went back all the way to the top of my seat. Man, I might have made a mistake. They told me not to drink no more beer. And one of my friends up there gave me a beer, and I chugged the beer. And that's <laughs> yeah. when they threw me out. Right. That's You're not going to be getting a out. beer and not chug it. Yep. Yeah. That's when they threw me out. So uh, you've got to get some revenge this week, too. The Titans lost to the yeah. Bengals last season, a game they should have won. They, they had no business losing to that Bengals team. What do you? A lot of people are picking the Bengals to win this week. What do you think about the game? I think our front fours don't get to Joe Burrow real bad this week. Is he going I mean, in the mud? He's going farther in the mud. He's going deep, deep in the mud. Oh, they're putting him six feet under. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna, now, they're gonna. Are they gonna put him? Are they gonna bother putting him in a coffin first, or are they just gonna bury him? They're gonna bury him. Okay. The last time we had you on, the the Titans played the Browns, and the Titans whooped up on the Browns, and you said. What the Titans were going to do is send Baker Mayfield and that Browns team up to Cumberland River, back up to Cleveland, Ohio. I believe you said something about like punching them in the dick or something. Too. Well, Derrick Henry's going to run through their dicks. Derrick Henry's Derrick yeah. Henry's back this week. What, yes, what do you I think he's going to? What's he, What do you think he's going to do to this Bengals defense? Oh, he's going to run right over. I mean, their defense they got a bunch of players hurt. I mean, they ain't no way they're going to be able to stop Derrick Henry. Plus, you're going to have Julio Jones on one side, and you're going to have a A.J. Brown on the other side. So, I mean, how are you going to stop the Titans? I, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm glad I don't I don't have that job of trying to figure it out because I have no idea. There's not, there's not an idea on earth of how, how to stop Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown. It's just, I mean, it's a monster 
right there. They're going to have to get pressure on Burrow so he don't get the ball released real quick. That's the problem. Mitch, do you have a message for Titans fans before they go into the game? I know they need to be rowdy and they got to get loud this week. Yeah. What message do you have for Titans fans? And Mitch, Mitch, listen, before before you even deliver this, I want you to know, look, there's a lot of Titans fans that listen to this podcast, a lot. And they, look, we're all hyped for Saturday, but I want you to take them from a 10 to a freaking 14, dude. I want you to bring it like you've never brought. I want you to get titans fans hyped as hell all right i want you to act like you've chugged down a couple of bud light platinums probably one too many for titan securities uh, approval and i want you to literally bring it right here hype the hell out of this titans nation what they're gonna have to do not no with no women they need to take all the shirts off and get real loud and proud i mean real freaking loud i mean loud and proud for the Tennessee Titans down in Music City. Mitch, how long you been a Titans fan? For a long time. Were, mm. were you a Titans fan in 1999, the first year they were in Nashville? Oh, hell yeah, I was. Do you remember how loud Adelphia Coliseum used to get? Hell yeah. Mitch, can we get it back that loud on Saturday? I know I'll be doing my part. <laughs> Hope everybody else can do their part. Mitch, yep. the way I see it, the only people that need their voices come Sunday are pastors. All right. And look, yeah. I, I don't I don't see you with a Bible in your hand right now. So like I know you're gonna come, you're gonna wake up Sunday morning and you're gonna be without a voice, like freaking Ariel at the end of Little Mermaid when she's being courted by Prince Eric. So I need to know, look, <laughs> are you are you gonna you're gonna be waking up without a voice, right? Exactly. I'm always waking up without a voice, not trouble my talking game. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Mitch, Hell do, you, yeah. do you have a prediction for Saturday's game? Let's see here. I'm, I ain't had no prediction, but I'm going to give you one right now. All do right. it. Do it. This is an exclusive. Tighten up podcast exclusive right here. I'm going 34 to 27. Titans win. Titans win. They get to Burrow. They send them up the Cumberland River. Yep. Yeah. Is Derrick Henry going to run through some dicks? Hell yes, he is. <laughs> How many yards does Derrick Henry run for on Saturday? I go 130 to 140. 130 to 140 okay. in, a, in a couple dicks. A yeah. 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 <laughs> 130 to 140 yards, probably like two or three touchdowns and probably like five or six dicks. I'm going two touchdowns. Two, two touchdowns. touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. okay. Hey, I just noticed we all have the same tighten up flag behind us in the background. Right. That's right. We do. Probably not great for our uh, podcast audience, but if you're watching on YouTube, you can, uh, you can see it there. The, uh, the, so Mitch, like you heard, you heard about uh, the Derrick Henry's return, right? You know he's coming yes. back. Number twenty-two is coming back on the twenty-second day of the year, twenty twenty-two. Uh, twenty-two days before the Super Bowl. How, you know what that means? You know what that means, don't you? What's that mean? That means we're buying the Lombardi Trophy to Music City. Oh, that's right. That's oh. right. It's destiny, Mitch. It's just Mitch, fate. If you if you had one night with the Lombardi Trophy, what would you do with it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, bro. Mitch, you, <laughs> you wouldn't do anything gross with it, would you? Your shirt no, would no. be on. Oh, hell no, no. But your shirt wouldn't be on the entire night, right? No, exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe at one point the pants come off. I don't know. Hell but, yeah. um, Mitch, it's, it's a huge game, probably the biggest home game the Titans have hosted in just about two decades. It, it's I mean, going to be. I, I've got people who want me to come all over to their tailgate parties down there. Everywhere they, they, down there. 
where where which tailgate parties do you think you're going to come on specifically? There's one in Lottie. Okay. And one big tailgate right there before you go in the game. And the lot R on the pedestrian bridge. That's when I get buck wild right there. Okay, <laughs> lot R under the bridge. Yeah. Okay. The, tit- the Titans supposed to have or something, but ESPN supposed to be over there. It's like a lot R on the bridge. And that's where that's where our, our listeners can find you, say what's up, maybe get you a beer. Mitch, how many beers is the right amount of beers to drink on Saturday? Oh, good question. Well, if it's a lot of Bud Light Platinums, eight percent, it don't mm. take too many to get me down. Yeah. How <laughs> how how many how many do you think you'll drink on Saturday? I know I'll drink my eight uh, regular six Bud Light Platinum. That's before mm. I even get to stadium. Yeah. Then it really starts going. Yeah. People usually buy me booze when I get in there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, if if the, if Titan Security tries to throw you out again. What message do you have for Titans fans around you that may be watching? Do Do you want them to to say, yeah. "Hey, hey, security guys, we got him." Right. He's just he's, this is Mitch Ferkins. Back off. Well, it, it's really not the security inside the stadium; it's the ones outside where, oh. where it's at. The okay. ones inside don't really bother me or nothing. Yeah. So it's Mitch, where the Titans cheerleaders is at after with the singing's going on. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. the cheerleaders are telling me to come up there and start dancing with them. Then the security a threat and throw me out. Mm, yeah, that's, look, that's look, if not the right. cheerleaders ask Mitch T. Ferguson to dance with them, that's on the cheerleaders, all right? Look, exactly. you're not going to ask Mitch to come dance with you, and he's not going to dance. Like, my man is a my man is a dancing spirit trapped inside a human, like, that has to just live by societal rules. And look, when, when you ask him to dance, all those rules get thrown out the damn window. You're right, bro. They get through right out the window. I'm coming up there. Now, Mitch, if you, if you, let's say like hypothetically, it's not going to happen, but let's say hypothetically come Saturday, you know, you're six or seven Bud Light Platinum's deep. You're feeling yourself and security says, Hey, look, Mitch, you need to go. And they kick you out. What's the message you have to fellow Titans fans? Because look, Mitch, you said, like, you're going to be losing your voice on Saturday. You're going to be doing your part. But what happens if security says, no, you can't be doing your part anymore. you got to go. What, like, how, how are Titans fans going to take the baton, gonna, or, or I guess I should say the torch in Titans terms, from you and, and, and live that Mitch T spirit while you're outside of the stadium? So we're going to have to go and do what I've done in there. I mean, get loud and proud and get- – I've had people in there tell me, some of the people tell me to sit down. I'm not no sitting way. down at a Titans game. You don't do that. You're there for the team to cheer them on. That's what I love about you, Mitch. You've been there. You were there in 99. You were there when this stadium, Sports Illustrated, crowned Adelphia Coliseum as the loudest stadium in the NFL. Mitch, we need to get back to that. And we need to start this Saturday. We need to start this weekend by getting back to the loudest stadium in the NFL. Joe. Our defense is going to get to Joe Burrow, I guarantee you, because I guarantee it's going to happen. We will get pressure on Joe. We'll at least get four sacks on him. Four sacks. He's going in the mud. Yep, going in the mud, and Kevin Byers will pick him off at least one time. Okay, I like that. He's been picking off a lot of QBs this year. Mitch, it's going to be about 30 degrees in that stadium on Saturday. Are you taking your shirt off? 100%. Hell yes, Mitch. It wouldn't be a game without the shirtless Mitch T. Perkins. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first, all right? 
It would not be a game without a shirtless Mitch T. Ferkins. Hey, shirts can keep you warm, but Bud Light Platinums can get you a whole lot warmer. Yeah, you know what oh, I always yeah. say? You know what I always say, Mitch? Shirts are for work. Some people try to get me to put my shirt back on to where it's too cold. That, and you know what those people are? Bengals fans. I, the, the Bengals fans, I mean, I'm not worried about them. I ain't worried about them. Well, there's a reason. I know my Tennessee Titans has got this game. We should win this freaking game. There's there's a reason Bengals fans say who day because they don't even know who the hell they are. You know, like what the like they won one playoff game in 30 years. All right, look, and now all of a sudden, what they're they're the Patriots? No, get out of here. They had to have the referee to win the football game. Enough said. Enough yeah. said. Enough That's said. all you got to say, Mitch. Enough said, guys. He is Mitch T. Ferkins, the great one. Look. I want you, I want everyone listening to this podcast, whether you're watching, whether you're going to be part of the 69,420 people at Nissan Coliseum on Sunday or, or excuse me, Saturday, if you're going to be in there, I want you to carry on the Mitch T. Furkin spirit. But even if you're not, even if you're just going to be at, uh, at and lower broad at one of those watch parties, or if you're going to be at a, uh, at a bar around town watching the game, I want you to carry on the Mitch T. Furkin's spirit within you i want you to wake up on sunday morning without a voice and i want you to live like mitch right exactly exactly hey all right all right the great one can you hit us with a uh the loudest and proudest i want you to like i don't i don't care if you got neighbors or whatever i want you to wake them up i want you to hit us with the loudest and proudest tighten up that we have ever heard I only thing about that, I'm leaving apartments. I really can't get too loud. <laughs> get as loud as you can without getting evicted. Yeah, as loud as you can without getting evicted. You ready? Y'all, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Tighten the hell up! Woo! That's what I'm talking about, Mitch. Let's You're go. the man. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. I'll be honest, Jack. That was a much more tame Mitch T. For yeah. Last time he, I think he had just gotten off work and hadn't had time to dip his toes in the old Bud Light Platinums. But yeah, yeah he, he, he was. And by, by, and by tame, I meant sober. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the last time we had him on, he was uh, he was lubricated. He was ready yeah. to talk Titans. And hey. For sure. We love Mitch T. Ferkins no matter how he comes to us. I was um, going to say, a sober Mitch T. Ferkins, still an amazing Mitch T. Ferkins. You know, like, I yes. will see him any way I can get him because that dude, that dude loves his Titans more than life itself. Yeah. And guys, if you're at the game, if you're sitting next to Mitch Ferkins, you see him with his shirt off, make sure to tell him, hey, you heard him on the Titan Up podcast. Maybe get yeah. a picture of him. Yeah, get a picture with him. Tag and, us. Or, or of him and send it to us. Yeah. Or maybe you go to his tailgate. Lot R under the bridge, like all great tailgates are located under bridges. You go there, get him a beer, whatever it may be. Tell him you love him. Tell him to tighten up. He's got the. Uh, he's got. He does the, his pose, his favorite camera pose. I'm sure most of you guys are familiar oh, with yeah. it. He throws his forearm out there with his 2019 AFC South Champions tat. Because look, um, I don't know what as a Titans fan, I don't know what you would want to pimp more. I guess it would be 2020 division championship from two years ago. Yeah. So uh, if you see Mitch Ferkins, tell him that the Tighten Up podcast loves him. Get a picture of him, tag him, whatever you got to do on Twitter. We'll retweet it. Um, but we appreciate every time we get to hear from Mitch Ferkins. And hey, Darren Bates was great too, wasn't he? Darren Bates is always awesome. Yeah. He had some kids running around in, yes, during that yeah. inter- interview. He was multitasking for sure, but still delivered a really solid interview. So shout yeah. out to Darren Bates. Love that dude. Um, Jack, before we get out of here, do you want to remember some Titans? 
Hey, we already remembered one with Darren Bates. Let's get to some more. All right. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I'll okay. go first this week. All right. All right. I'm kind of excited about mine, actually. You know, you always excited about mine too. You always question, you know, my memory as a Titans fan or a Titans fan because I'm I was so young, yada yada yada, BS, BS, whatever it may be. Yeah, if it just to reiterate, uh, Jack witnessed his first Bengals playoff win this past Saturday in his life. In his life, he Jack had never experienced that in his entire life. Don't don't act like you remember the Bengals winning a playoff game. I mean, you had to have been what two? You were in diapers. Oh, bro, dude, I was six years old and I was, I was, I mean, yeah, I was still in diapers, but I was six years old and I was ready to freaking look. Let's so you're 37. Talk. No. Well, it's 31 years ago. 31. Okay. Maybe I was. Yeah. You were in diapers. I know you're. No, I was, I was four, five. I was four or five. And we know, we all know how long you were in diapers for. Oh, I'm still in diapers to be honest. <laughs> My wife has right. babies and mine. All right, let's get to the Titan. All right, my, right now. My Titan, you guys might remember him, the 99 NFL draft. He was drafted in the second round, defensive tackle, went to West Virginia, goes by the name John Jason Thornton. John Jason Thornton Heimer Schmidt. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know how the rest of His name is my name too, Jack. Damn it. Do you know anything other than the Tennessee Titans? Uh, well, right now, that's all I need to know. And <laughs> John Thornton spent 1999 through 2002. He spent four seasons with the Titans. Um, as a defensive lineman, he recorded 10 and a half sacks, which is a pretty solid four-year span. And he was a part of that Super Bowl team. You know, the last time the Titans went to the Super Bowl was how many days or how many years ago? 22. 22. Um, we don't want to get back into the 22 math, but either way, after John Thornton left the Titans, he went to the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's why I had to do him. That's why I had to pick John Thornton this week. And he spent six seasons in Cincinnati, recorded 17 sacks there. Um, John Thornton, he – you know what the best part of his Wikipedia is? What? It doesn't It doesn't at any point say that the Titans lost to the St. Louis Rams in the, the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, well, don't don't say that too loud, dude, because whoever like whoever that nerd is that adds that to every Titans Wikipedia page, he's going to go right in there and edit it. And the Titans lost to the St. Louis Rams, led by Kurt Warner. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, John Thornton, like I mentioned, went to West Virginia. He was a two-time All-Big East selection. Not Big 12, Big East selection. The senior, yeah. he was defensive co-captain and earned first-team All-America honors from the Sports Network. Sounds legit to me. Uh, so, so the Titans drafted him in '99, part of that Super Bowl team, and you know he he spent a couple of good seasons with the Titans before going on finishing his career with the with the Bengals. I saw Bengals Titans with this guy, and I was like, you know what? That's my remember the Titan, John Thornton. You are this week's remember the Titan, Jack. Let's keep the theme going. Because my Remember the Titan is a guy who spent a majority of his career in Cincinnati as a bingle. A guy who played his college ball at the University of Tennessee. Oh, really? He was drafted second round, 31st overall of the 1992 NFL draft. A guy who spent eight seasons in Cincinnati and thought, I got to get the hell out and get back to a good state. And his name is Carl McNally 
Pickens. That's right. Carl Pickens, the guy who uh, a, a, um, uh, a guy in my grade by the name of Kenny had a Carl Pickens jersey, and I was never more jealous of anyone in all my life that he had a Carl Pickens Titans jersey. I wanted one so bad, but instead I settled for Yancey Thigpen. But Carl McNally Pickens, he had 540 catches in his career, over 7,100 receiving yards, 63 touchdowns, and like I said, mostly known for being a Bengal. God love him. Our, our thoughts and prayers go out to you, man. I'm sorry about that. But he did spend one season with the Titans. He was an NFL Offensive Rookie in the Year, Rookie of the Year in '92, two times Second Team All Pro, 1995, 1996. Look, Carl McNally Pickens walked so Jamar Chase could run. Okay, two time Pro Bowler in '95 and '96, NFL re receiving touchdowns co leader in '95, and. Vols fans from well, not all Vols fans remember because if you're Jack's age, you don't. Two time All SEC in 1990 and 1991. Um, he he moved on from the Bengals at the start of the 2000 season, joined the Titans where he played one season. That is the extent of his Wikipedia paragraph for the Titans. That's literally all they put. Thanks for putting the time in and effort into talking about Carl Pickens' stint with the Titans. But look. Did he do much for the Titans? Doesn't matter. No, no. And you know why? Because <laughs> he was a Bengal before that. Okay. And look, yeah, he may have been from Tennessee, you know, from the Tennessee Falls. But look, the, he, he went north. He went to Ohio, and they screwed him up up there. They, okay? ruined, they ruined people in Cincinnati. They ruined him. And With their I skyline just, chili. Oh, oh, gosh. Dude. That's like throw up on spaghetti. It's gross. Uh, his uh, the other thing I love about Carl Pickens, his middle name. His middle name is the same name as my favorite road atlas. You know, when it comes to road atlases, I go what? Rand McNally. Jack, do you know what a road atlas is? No. No, I don't know what a road atlas is. You know Can what you please enlighten me? Do you know what MapQuest is? Yes, I do know MapQuest. You print it off, you go turn by turn. Yeah, I know, I know right. that game. Okay, so before there was MapQuest, there were road atlases, little books that you would buy at like truck stops. I think you still can, honestly. And Rand McNally was the Coca-Cola of road atlases, okay? <laughs> Titans Rand fans driving in maybe listening to this podcast. If you stop at a truck, uh, what, what do you call it? A tr uh, truck driver? Point? What, what truck did you stop. Say? Truck stop. Yeah. You stop at a truck stop and you see him. Uh, what is it? It doesn't look like a map. Yeah, it's like a book. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, like a, uh, like a coloring book. It looks like one on the outside, but you open it up and it's just full of maps. Of that's a scavenger hunt. That's a Tighten Up Podcast scavenger hunt item this week. If you can find one of those with McNally on it, Rand McNally. Yeah, Rand McNally was like the brand name. Like that was like the Crayola road atlas if there's if you find others those are like the rose art okay you want the you want the go-to brand you want the rand mcnally road atlas okay and that is look and you know people say did it get his name from carl pickens we don't know all right it very well could have okay but just the Rand McNally Road Atlas is the way you get from point A to point B in the pre-map quest days of our lives. This was not only entertaining, but also informative. 
as we, that's what we strive for. That's what we strive for. All right. Look, you can learn your X's and O's from the F words pod, but there's only one Titans podcast where you're going to learn about road atlases. Okay. You're damn right about that. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, you decide. I'm not sure. Yeah. But you decide and just don't let us know. Just don't let us know. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was one dude who like subtweeted, uh, subtweeted. I'm, I'm almost positive. He subtweeted this podcast where he was like, uh, Last week, where he's like, there are some podcasts out there, Titans podcasts. Like, there's a lot of good ones, like F Words Pod, and he named another one. And he's like, and then there's some that that's just, a red flag. You name F Words Pod. They try too hard to be funny. It's almost like they write their jokes down ahead of time, and like their delivery sucks, and they're just they they really shouldn't try to be so funny. Jack, what other podcast could he be talking about other than this one? I mean, jokes are definitely written down from time to time on this sure. podcast. Yes, of course. We write them down sometimes. And sometimes we bomb on the delivery. <laughs> That's one what's guy, funny. Yeah. One guy, shout out to the, I, gosh, I wish I could remember who it was, but shout out to the Tupper who replied to him. And he said, he said, I, he goes, I actually love when you guys bomb your jokes because that makes the good ones even that much funnier. And I was like, you know what? That's a good perspective. You know, it's like, look, you can't appreciate the win against the Rams on Sunday night unless you go through the loss against the Jets in New York. All right. I want to say it was Woodward or Woodard or something. George, the guy who tweeted that? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should have had this prepared. I should have written that down instead of writing down these crappy ass jokes. Uh, But that's. That's what you'll get with the Tighten Up podcast. Just some bad jokes and road atlas breakdowns. All right, guys. It's George it, Woodard. George Woodard. That's who it was. George Woodard is the one who tweeted that? Yes, yes. Hey, shout out, George. You're our tupper of the week. Congratulations, George. Love you, dude. Thanks so much for listening and for supporting us and our terrible ass jokes. We appreciate it. Uh, Jack, this was our hype sode. Are you more hype now than you were before? Oh, without question. Without question, I'm more hype. All right, good, good. Because I'm feeling it too. And look, guys, I'm, as a Titans fan, uh, since day one, uh, actually since before day one, I remember the damn NFL Yes campaign where people would put yard signs in their yard as to how they were going to vote because people had to vote as to whether or not we wanted Nashville to get an NFL team. The NFL yes campaign. Can okay, you imagine that, what nerds voted for no on that? And there were a lot of nerds back then. There were a lot of people that were like, we don't want the NFL here in Nashville. It's going to ruin the city. Screw you, those nerds that voted no. Mm. Uh, but the, I have been with this team through through and through. And I am, I'm, a, I'm excited for Saturday. Uh, but at the same time, I'm equal parts gutted because I have to watch from my living room here in Chicago. I can't be there on Saturday. Yeah. I can't be I at can't either. Nissan Coliseum to watch the game. Jack can't either. Jack's in, in the 615. I've got to work. We're going to be at the mainstay doing the A to Z uh, game, Titans game day show. So it's right across from the stadium. You'll stop in before, during, or after. I'll be over there. Hop in and say, hey, what's up to Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. But look, we can't be at this game. We want to be there when we're ride or dies, obviously. Like we are two of the biggest Titans fans that you'll ever meet. So if you're going on Saturday, freaking yell your face off. Be as loud as you possibly can. Even in times when it is not cool to be loud, when things are going wrong, because things will go wrong at some point on Saturday. 
be loud and just just rep Jack and I, please, because we're I living wanna, vicariously through you guys this week. So I do, wish do I us proud more than anything, and I cannot, and it's killing me inside. But I hope that Nashville. I hope you make me proud. I hope you make me proud to walk the streets of Chicago, being like rocking that you know that flaming tea on my head. I want to be proud, knowing that look, yeah. Yeah, my not only did my team represent, but my city represented. And they brought back that fire, that fuel, and that passion that was there in that first season of the Titans. When Sports Illustrated said the Tennessee Titans were have the toughest barn in the entire NFL to play, the loudest stadium in football. I want that to return. And it starts on Saturday. It's time to it's time to reincarnate drive killer Fred Miller. With all those false start penalties in that right. ninety-nine game against That's the Rams right. in the regular season, yep. Let's 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 reincarnate him into the Bengals' offensive line. We're gonna find one of them. One of them's gonna be a little giddy on Saturday. Make sure you're loud. Let's get some pre-snap penalties. And I mean, I feel good about it. I really do feel good about this game. I'll be betting the Titans. Hopefully, that number gets below three. Get the Titans at two and a half. I think I'll take that. But make sure you're loud in there. Uh, it's, Jack, it's a big day. It's a big day in Nashville sports history. Okay. Did you I hear thought me? I, lo- I thought I lost you there for a second. My, you froze on me, but I got you. Can you hear me? We'll work it out in editing. We'll work it out. Yeah, we'll edit all of this out. You won't even hear this. And if you do, then what's up, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you subtweet us about that? Their connection is unstable, too. Uh, but guys, we, we love each and every single one of you. You guys make watching the Titans so much more fun as it should be watching the Titans should be fun. And we hope that we make that more fun and entertaining for you. We appreciate all of you who support this podcast. We appreciate all of you who get this podcast, who understand us and get what we're trying to do. We seriously, you guys are, are the best listeners in, in, in all of the podcasts and we appreciate you. Uh, give Jack a follow at Jack A. Gentry. Look, he's a he's a must follow for Titans game days. You can follow me as well. I'm at Austin Huff. Follow this podcast at Titan Up Pod. We love to tweet jokes and and little inside baseball. Like if you love this podcast, then you will love our Twitter feed on there as well. At Titan Up Pod on Twitter, at Titan Up Podcast on Instagram. And of course, A to Z Sports on all of your social media platforms. If you want to watch our Darren Bates interview or our Mitch T. Ferkins. Uh, well, Mitch T. Ferkins probably won't clear YouTube. Mitch, we I think we're going to have to probably keep that up here. But Darren Bates will definitely be on YouTube. Mitch T. Ferkins may be a little too profane. Is that is that is that a thing? I don't know. It might be. I don't think I'll be. I, I just okay. I, well, look. Hey, we'll, we'll figure it out. Hey. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and then look, it'll be a surprise whether he shows up or not. <laughs> How, how's that for a tease? Okay. A uh, Mitch tease Ferkins, huh? All right, Jack. All right, let's go. Let's go freaking win on Saturday, dude. Let's do it. And, uh, and look, let's go get it. All right. Look for Jack, for myself, for the Titan up podcast. Look until next week. Tighten, tighten up. up. They've gone from being spoilers to starting six and oh since they moved to Tennessee to call it home. They had a music city miracle to conquer Buffalo.
had the same head coach leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll 